Welcome to The Thriving Christian Artist, the podcast where we hope you connect with God to bust through the roadblocks that have held you back for years, create the work you love, and really live the life you know God created you to live as an artist in His kingdom. I'm Matt Tama, your host. Let's get started. Well, hey there, my friend. It's Matt Tommy, and I'm so glad that you're with me on the podcast today. You're going to love today's interview. It's with a friend of mine, Mike Brennan, who is not only a great musician, worship leader, all-around creative, but a great entrepreneur and somebody that is really forging an incredible creative business out there, doing everything that he loves. The thing that I love about Mike is that, like all of us, he's been through so many different seasons of life with his creativity, some making money from, some not, some seasons doing things that he could do, but wasn't sure that he really should have been doing those things, gone through seasons of burnout, gone through seasons of real fulfillment, and is really a world of wisdom when it comes to navigating life as a creative. So I hope today's interview is going to really be a big, big encouragement to you as well. Now, listen, before I get into that, you know, I love to give a shout out to my podcast listeners. And today I was just blown away uh, by seeing this. This is from Buyan, who is in Australia. And it says this, just finished reading your book and started listening to your podcast as a Christian indigenous artist, mother and grandmother. (laughs) You've encouraged me to be stronger in faith and encouraged as an artist. Bless you. Wow. Wow. That is such an encouragement to me, and it just goes to show you never, ever know who's listening uh, to this podcast. We know that thousands upon thousands of artists all over the world are listening every week, and so beyond, thank you so much, and to all of you who listen every week, uh, thank you so much for being a part of our community. Make sure that you have subscribed so you don't miss miss one that comes out. They come out twice a week on Tuesdays and Fridays, and also make sure if you've not done it yet that just like Beyond and just like tons of other folks that you take the opportunity to write a review for the podcast. It just lets us know as a team and also lets everybody else know that the podcast is a real blessing to you in your life. All right. Well, hey, I'm going to get out of the way and I'll let you listen to this interview with my friend Mike Brennan. You're going to love it. Also, at the end, we talk a little bit about Mike's podcast and uh, you'll be able to find the link to that right in the show notes here as well. And I'm sure that'll be a big blessing to you. Um, to to add to your subscription list right here uh, on whatever uh, software program that you're listening to uh, the podcast on. All right. So enjoy this interview with my friend, Mike Brennan. Well, hey there, my friend. I'm so glad that you're with me today on the podcast. I've got a new friend of mine who I'm just loving getting to know over these last few months, my friend, Mike Brennan. Mike, thanks so much for being on the podcast today, man. Absolutely. It's my pleasure, man. You are one of the most talented stinking guys I know and uh I love <laughs> if you're on the podcast he's shaking his head he's like whatever no really no, I mean when <laughs> well when I saw your work months ago I was just really taken not only by your talent but then as I've gotten to know you just your heart and your story and uh just love everything that God's doing in your life so for those who may not know you uh why don't you just give us a little idea of who you are what you do creatively and where you are in the world yeah, absolutely. So I'm in uh, New Jersey. So um, yeah, I know not a lot of people. Uh, <laughs> it's not a, not a hot spot for destination uh, travel, but uh, especially right now. But anyway, exactly. Um, I grew up in the Northeast here. Uh, I grew up in Staten Island, and then lived in Long Island for a while. So I say I went island hopping. Unfortunately, not the tropical kind, <laughs> exactly. and uh, landed here in Jersey. 
And so, um, yeah, I'm married and have two teenage daughters. So pray for me and, uh, two dogs. Um, and, the way that I talk about what I do is uh, I, I've come around this terminology because there's a couple of different, um, well, it's like kind of the portfolio life, if you will, approach as far as my business and my art. And so I say I'm a creator and communicator that tells stories on pages and stages. Oh, and so great. really what that looks like on the visual end is that I do uh, graphic design is what I went to art school for. I've been involved with that for many, many years. Um, then also illustration and um, really just telling stories through my illustration. And, uh, you know, one of the things we were able to connect on that is when I go and do live events and right. sketch during those events and tell the story of what's happening during an event. Uh, so that's kind of on the, the creator side, uh, telling stories. And then on the other side, <clears throat> I've got um, a podcast called Creative Chats. And so I have guests on and we talk about, you know, kind of creative process and creativity and, and the story of the person and the journey uh, who is uh, also a fellow creative. And then I also speak and, um, you know, talk about what does it look like to develop a daily creative habit? Uh, because that's part of my own story. And so I love to come around other creatives and say, how can I harness what I've learned and experienced in my own life and help you in some of the places where you might be struggling or some of those places where you need some clarity on some next steps uh, and even finding some redemption to some of the mm. parts of my story and that we all have those places and going like, can I have redemption so that it's helpful for someone else? So it's not just one of these pieces of your story that goes, eh, I don't really know what to do with that. Don't really like to talk about that much, but it's there. Uh, instead of that approach, I really try to go, God, like, what do you want to do with it? Because uh, you are the great redeemer. And so if you can redeem this and, and help somebody else through this, then I feel like it was all worth that, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Transformed to, to be a transformation agent of transformation, right? That's what it's all about. Exactly. So, yeah. Well, this will be fun today because I love to turn the, the tables on podcast hosts, right? And <laughs> <laughs> you had the opportunity to do that to me the other day on your podcast. And I was like, yes. we should do this on ours as well. So. Well, listen, one of the things I love about your story, and, you know, I think we have some common ground in this, and we've we talked about this a little before, is that what we thought we were going to be doing <laughs> years ago, or what we, we thought was the plan creatively is, and I think this is for everybody, you know, is rarely what you end up doing 20 years, 30 years later. There's, a, there's an evolution to our life that begins to take place, and I think as artists, we are especially sensitive to that because creative desires change, creative uh, tools change and techniques change, opportunities change and that sort of thing. And, and because many of us make our living from what we do individually, as opposed to working for uh, companies or things like that, we have the freedom to, to kind of uh, to make those changes. And sometimes those changes get made for us. So <laughs> roll back the tape and, and talk a little bit about your story, because I love the fact that, over the years, you have been able to continually reinvent yourself and explore what God's put on your heart and not see any of it as a loss, but really as just the stepping stone to the next place, right? Yeah. Um, there's been a tremendous amount of that in my life. Um, and I think early on, like I was like most kids, you know, I loved art. I loved making things. I loved creating greeting cards from a family members and knowing wow, something I can create can make a difference in their day, even if it's just mm. something as small as bringing a smile. 
So I knew from early on that I wanted to, to continue to lean into that, whatever that looked right. like was really into cartoons and that kind of stuff as a kid. So um, I thought maybe it would be animation or something along those lines. Um, when it came time for school, uh, I was very adamant with my parents going, I'm going to art school or not going to school at all. I was like, I'll show you. And, you know, <laughs> I don't really know. Because at that why, age, you already show. know everything, right? I mean, we exactly. know this, right? <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> Um, so yeah so I ended up going to art school in New York City um, and you know ended up having the conversation with my parents because they're like well can you not be the starving artist can you at least do something that's art related that will make some money and so we talked about graphic design and I was like okay I, I could dig that because I was really into music back then as well everything had a soundtrack and I loved album covers and all that and so I thought well I can pursue that line of things and feel like I'm now for anybody you know, making... that's this out there in the younger generation thinking, what is this strange <laughs> things where what is an album cover? This is when they used to buy music and it was on a, it was a physical thing, right, Mike? I mean, this is, I remember I was yes. there. It, yeah, it's changed a little yes. now, right? So. Yeah. Now it's the Spotify thumbnail basically. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But we digress. Go ahead. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> So I uh, went to art school, graduated with a graphic design degree, and then it was out into the world of, okay, find a full-time job. You know, um, the promptings of, uh, you know, make sure it's a job with health insurance and all the other stuff, you know, that goes along with that that you're supposed to have. Um, right. So, um, you know, I bounced around from place to place earlier on where I worked in a large advertising agency where it was like, you know, mobile and Heineken, um, you know, big name brands, um, yeah. huge New York city advertising, advertising agency where I felt like I was lost in the machine. Mm. And so knew I didn't like the corporate, uh, environment like that. Then went to other places where it was like, I was the art department. Um, <laughs> and so that had its different set of challenges. Um, and so all along I'd say like every, I don't know, maybe four or five years, I would get this itch or something would happen and I would end up switching to a new position or a new company. Uh, sometimes it was uh, staff around me that changed because in the creative field, it was sometimes they would do, and this is horrible, this is really more in the corporate structure, they would say they're flushing the creative system. Right. Basically meaning they're just firing everybody who's creative just to get some new blood in there and to kind of refresh things. Um, no rhyme or reason, just kind of is what it is. And I was like, this is crazy. Yeah. Um, so me being a very relational person as well, I was like, I need to be in a place where I feel like I'm making a difference with the work I'm doing, not just banking a paycheck. And uh, something about me, which is wired earlier on, was I need to feel like I'm contributing to a bigger story. Mm. And so I struggled with that with trying to figure out how do I do that in the context of the marketplace of these companies and sometimes working on things that quite honestly, I was like, I don't really feel anything about it either way. It's just kind of is what it is. Right. Or other times when I was like, mm, I don't know that I'm really that excited about working for this. And so at the same time, what ended up happening was that I felt like I had this divide in my life that was going on where I was working and doing my creative work. Uh, for my job. And then I had my personal life where I was very much plugged into my home church. I had been volunteering since 18 and involved with youth groups and involved with worship leading and involved with, you know, student leadership and all these different things going on, leading Bible studies. 
And that was the place where my heart was really coming alive. And I find myself like, I can't wait to get out of work so I could go and spend some time with people and invest in the relationship stuff. Mm. And so the bigger the divide that happened there, the more I started to feel this, um, there's something happening inside me and I didn't really know what was, was going on, but I felt like a deeper call to something. And at that time I didn't really know what it was um, until eventually through a series of events, it came to me that was like, okay, God is saying to me, Hey, I want you to go into full-time ministry. Mm-hmm. And I thought to myself, I'm like, all right, God. So I'm the artist. I went to art school. Uh, <laughs> I'm not necessarily seminary material, you know, um, have you so I don't know how this before? is going to happen. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, is there a program I don't know about maybe that's, uh, you know, we can paint some pictures instead of studying, you know, Hebrew and Greek or, <laughs> but anyway, uh, through a long story short, um, my best friend who I grew up with, he was out in Long Island and was at this church where they needed some help. And so, uh, I had been talking with him and wrestling through with him cause he was a youth pastor. And I was like, I just, I don't know. I feel like God is saying like, what are you doing with your life that, that right. you know, what, what aren't you doing with your life that you should be doing? Mm. And the more I leaned into that, the more I felt like it was ministry. And so I said, okay, God. I'm terrified, but I want to say yes. I want my prayer to be yes, Lord. And so I started to just position myself into that heart and mindset and then said, God, if this is something that you're doing, then I need you to do it because I don't have any resources here. I don't know what this looks like. I don't get it. And you're the one who's calling me. Then you, I'm going to trust that you're the one who's providing. And so I'll never forget there was this meeting that happened where they were talking about uh, at the, at the church where where my friend was, they were talking about creating this position that would kind of help him on some youth stuff. And then there was a bunch of other different roles that were happening. And so they not only voted to create this position, but they voted that it would be me. And so I get this call after the meeting and it was kind of like, when can you come? And I was like, what? Like my world has not changed, but suddenly it's changed, you know? And so I remember having to go into work and tell them like, Hey, I'm, I'm leaving. And I had to tell my family and and we had just bought our first house and we had our first child on the way. Like life was on a track Sure. and there was, there was stuff happening. And then all of a sudden it wasn't, and it was like, "Er, we're, we're going a different way here. Um, so it was how old about that time. I was about, uh, I want to say, let me think, 30-ish. Okay, yeah. yeah. Um, not so good with the math. You know, I'm an artist. but uh, Yeah, but still getting your feet wet. I mean, in family and all yes, that in life. Yes. And yeah, sure. Absolutely, sure. yeah, yeah. And, and um, you know, like I said, you kind of think you, you set a track and then you start working towards things. And then all of a sudden it was this abrupt, we have to sell the house that we just got into. Um, you know, my wife is... is behind with the house trying to sell things up there. I had to go out to this new church and mm-hmm. um, figure things out in this role that I called the slash job because it was, <laughs> you know, helping with youth ministry slash worship leading slash nursery slash 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 slash. And so it, being kind of brought into uh, full-time ministry and then understanding that that's very different from volunteer ministry mm-hmm. and what does that look like? And then, just so much newness. Um, and then where are we going to buy a house? Can we afford a house? Like what's happening with all this kind of stuff. And so God provided a lot there, um, at every single turn. 
and eventually what happened is there was an evening service that um, was not like the morning service. Morning service was Lutheran, a lot of robes and, and liturgy. Mm-hmm. Uh, evening service is uh, kind of what we dubbed rock and roll church. <laughs> and so it was the kind of church that we wanted when we were growing up. Yeah, um, sure. And so, you know, me and my friend, we were like pouring into this and the thing just started to grow and grow with college and high school and then some other families. And eventually it came to this point where he felt like he was being called by God to plant a church. And so I had to figure out what does that mean for me? And we both said, we think God's bringing us back together for this purpose and so we leaned into that and we said, okay, how do you plant a church? And we're like, I don't know. Like, is there some, you know, place that we can go to? I mean, and around right. here at that point, it's not like down South where there were more churches and more resources and um, more people talking about those things. Um, right. At that point, it was just an odd thing. Um, and unless you were a part of a mainline denomination that was planting you, there really wasn't a whole lot of knowledge as far as how do you just strike out on your own as an independent kind of entity. Um, And so we ended up doing that Um, crazy stuff that went on there with people gifting us a building Um, people, uh, somebody won a lottery ticket for $3 million, put that in the offering. Um, I mean, just, just like crazy, crazy stories, one after the other, after the other. So was your art kind of on hold at that point or were you well, kind of yeah. trying to mix it in together? Yep. And so that's, that's where this is getting to is that uh, I'm in this role now where I'm, you know, the associate pastor and taking on a lot of roles and responsibilities that really right. weren't in my gifting. We were very short staffed. This thing took off like a rocket and it's like five years in at this point And I started to hit a wall and I hadn't been doing any art personally I maybe didn't been doing a little bit as far as helping guide or get some other people to do some of the graphics for church, um, and right. some of the, you know, uh, environmental stuff, but really personally, there was no art making going on. And I just started to fall into depression. Didn't even realize it. Mm. Had people around me saying, you're not yourself. And mm. I was kind of like, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. And I was so busy and so, on the never ending hamster wheel of ministry, if you allow it to be that, um, that (laughs) I didn't the, the state of my own health. And Mm. when I finally did, I I was really messed with in my head because I was like, I always considered myself a very hopeful person and a person that kind of prided myself on figuring something out and then going, okay, let's attack it and let's figure out a plan but I was in this place where I'm like, I I feel like this is a knotted up ball of twine and I don't know where the beginning of the end is. Mm. And I don't, I can't help myself and I'm praying and I feel like God has, has either left or I don't know. And then there was a lot of like the, the, the wrong, um, just heart and mindset of like, God, you know, I'm working for you. Like, why would you mm. let this happen? You know, right, right. <laughs> I'm going like, I don't you see all you I'm work. doing for you down here? Yeah, right. exactly. You know, and I'm like, he's like, I didn't ask you to work for me. I asked you to work yeah. with me. Huge difference. Uh, oh, so yeah. anyway, all of this kind of just culminates to me being in this place of like, okay, uh, it's obvious now I got to leave ministry because I'm just not in the right place to be able to serve and help. And mm. relationships started falling apart. And when you have like family and friends and faith and finances and all this stuff all in the same bowl. It all gets mixed up. Right? It all gets mixed up. And one yeah. thing sets it off. It all reacts together. 
And yeah. so yeah. it was a very difficult and dark period. Mm. And so needing to leave well, let me, that, let me I was let, like, okay. let me just ask you this real quick. Cause yeah. I think there are, I see this in my own life too. And I see it for so many creatives. Most creative people are usually number one, we play to our strengths. Number two, we're pretty good at just about anything we set our mind to, you know, got a lot of different, you know, we can kind of hustle and flow as we need to, if you will. Yeah. Right. And so it's kind of like that thing, you know, just because you can do something right. What, what does Paul say? You know, everything's permissible, but not everything is beneficial. <laughs> and yes. it's like, you can do, I can do a whole bunch of things. I mean, I could do real estate. I could sell insurance. I could go be a worship pastor. I could go do that. But the, the question is always as you mature, which, you know, we're all finding out in our life. The question is, what's the season I'm in, mm-hmm. right? You know, am I supposed to be doing this versus can I do it? And I think for all of us as creatives, that's the, that continual question, right? That we always got to be, be asking just cause I can do this. Does it mean that I should be doing it right now? And that's sometimes it takes, I've been in that same situation. It takes those blow ups. It takes those weird situations or those burnout moments where you're like, what have I been doing the last five years? Is this really all there is or who I'm really supposed to be? And so the whole ball of spaghetti blew up right for you. I mean, yeah. <laughs> so. yeah. And it was figuring out where do I go from here? because I was at a point where I'm like, man, I, I don't, I, this is rock bottom. Right. Um, I've, I've lost my faith community. I'm leaving my family. I'm selling my house. There's so much loss and stripping away. Right. And I'm like, I feel like I'm chewed up as far as ministry. And so I don't, I can't move into another ministry context, right. nor were anything, any opportunities opening there, even though I was trying and I had left graphic design for about 10 years. And that's a long time, especially when technology, oh, yeah. technology changes and all that. Right. And so I was like, where does this leave me? God, I feel like I'm, I'm stranded by the side of the road. And, and I, I, is this it? Is this the end of my story? Am I just right. a pile of ash now? Is that it? Uh, I'm like, I, I hope not, you know? Right. And of course God comes as he does and says, no, but here's what we're going to do. Yeah. We're going to pull the car on the side of the road and you're going to get some health and you're going to get some healing and you're just going to breathe and you're going to show up and learn to just be still and trust me. Now, was that and scary so, for you? Cause you're a doer. Like I'm a doer. I mean, is yeah, that big a little time. bit of freak and, out with that, right? <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, I remember it was probably a good year's worth of sending out resumes and trying mm-hmm. to make connections with people. And, and it's hard when you're in that place where you're wounded Right. And you're just giving off those vibes, you know? And so looking back, I was like, yeah, I wouldn't have hired me either because you know, there's a desperation, there's a pain that people don't want to touch. And so I was praying. I was like, God, I will go anywhere you want me to go. Like me and my wife were both like, Lord, just say the word and we'll go. This Mm -hmm. is how we've been trying to operate in the past. This is how we want to continue to operate. And even though we're struggling right now, that's the desire of our hearts. Yeah. And so we're like, God, send us. Where do you want us to go? Anywhere. And he's like, New Jersey. And we're like, God, anywhere. No, really, anywhere (laughs) you want us to go. (laughs) So... Because God doesn't a- send anybody to New Jersey that he loves, right? <laughs> no, just kidding. <laughs> uh, oh. like, anywhere in the world and you pick New Jersey? So, um, Have you been but- to New Jersey? Oh, my God. <laughs> hey, I'm walking here. Forget it. Oh, I um, get it. <laughs> so I ended up at a church, actually, where I, I was doing graphic design. And so it was 
both of those things combined of Mm. what I had been doing. And it was a time where God's like, you're not going to be a guy who's in leadership. You're not going to be behind closed doors in those meetings, Mm. helping make decisions anymore, which was a a tough pill to swallow at first, but a very necessary one. Right. Um, And I felt a little bit like I had been sidelined and I'm here like pushing pixels, you know, but I was like, I had to wrap my head around the fact of, this is where God has me and let me just be faithful for what today is. And, mm-hmm. you know, through that, you know, it, it just continued to be a little bit difficult time. Like my dad got cancer and he passed away. And so it was when I thought that I couldn't get any lower, it started to get even more lower. And at that point I, I was like, I really need to do something for myself to get back to this place of creating something that, that had been awakened in me. But I was having these conversations with God where I'm like, how do I do that? Right. Like it's been 10 years. How do I re-engage with that place in me and not for a client, not for somebody else's work or project or business, but just something that I want to do because it brings me joy. Mm-hmm. Can it bring me joy anymore? Yeah. Started yeah. asking those questions. And so God led me to this place of reading a couple of books and having some conversations with people and um, thinking about doing a 365 day art making journey. And I was like, God, that is really scary to think about because I can't do, you know, five days in a row. How am I supposed to think about 365? Right. And God's like, can you show up for five minutes a day today? That's what I'm asking you for. And I was like, yeah. So I still have this sketchbook. Um, and I talk about it a lot, um, where I did this day one and I was in Starbucks and I drew this awful Starbucks coffee cup and, (laughs) the you know proportions off and it's just it's wonky and it's it's horrible technically and so i said i both hate that drawing but i love it i hate it because technically it's embarrassing but i love it because it was my day one mm. and so with that i kept showing up every day can you do 10 minutes can you do 15 minutes can you just do a sketch can you do right. a watercolor thing what can you do stop thinking about what you can't do what can you do and so the more that i engaged with god in that the more that i asked for the strength and just kept showing up at that mm-hmm. time, um, the more I felt some life returning to me and then some, uh, some more skill came back again. And I was like, okay, this is like riding a bike, you know, you just got to get back in, in touch with this again. And then it just started where I had reached a year and I was like, wow, wow. I can't believe that I just <laughs> did a whole year of this, you know? And then it was like, now what? And then I was like, I think I'm going to keep going. Yeah. And so I kept going and honestly uh, I'm about to approach eight years of every single day, a drawing or a painting. And through that process, learning about myself, learning about what I like, what I don't like, what my voice, what my style is mm. learning about the importance of a daily creative habit, how to leverage that. Right. Um, learning so many things through that, not only for myself, but then also how I want to help other people. And so you talk about this, this idea of kind of reinventing and re um, recreating these seasons, a lot of that has now come out of those times where when I thought that I was down and out coming back into this with God and Mm. having him show me and shape me and saying, you wouldn't be able to be the person that you need to be for other people. And the way that I want to use you, unless you had gone through that as painful as that was. And that was actually the catalyst, which led you to the place where you were on this journey where you've learned all these things and now where you've come around things the right way and with the right identity and all these important lessons that you've needed to learn. And so it's, it's continuing to re-engage with that and go, okay, 
what does it look like now? What does it look yeah. like for this season? You know, that's so good. Cause I, you know, somebody looks at your work now, eight years later of eight years of a studio practice, a daily habit. And yet nobody looks back at that Starbucks cup, you know, but, but exactly. I think the thing to remember is everybody's got a day one. Everybody's got a day one. And the question is, are you going to allow day one to be what it's going to be? Or are you going to judge it and, and, and cut off what God's trying to do in your life? And I think so many people either judge day one before they even get started or after they do that one day, they, they judge it and say, it's not good enough. I'm not good enough. I'll never make it. Da, 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 da. And they shut themselves down. And um, I mean, don't you find, like you're saying, it's just that the daily saying yes in little small increments that over time build momentum in our life that ultimately leads to the establishment of habits and, and success and fruit. Absolutely. And I have to say also earlier on, I had to confront a lot of lies that I had believed mm -hmm. along the way. Um, part of the reason why I went into graphic design and you know, aside from the conversations with my parents of like the practicality and things, I didn't believe that I was uh, a good enough artist as far as an illustrator or a fine artist because I couldn't do photorealism. For mm. me, I had set that as the benchmark and I don't know why, but that was the benchmark. And because right. I couldn't do it, I said, well, I'm not really great at mm. that. So therefore I can't go there. I can't do that. Um, leave that to other people. Now I knew full well that there were other styles and other artists, famous artists who did styles that were not photorealism. Right. For some reason, that was my benchmark. And so when I came back to my art, I had to unpack that and go, you know what? Um, sometimes like the wonkiness and the weirdness is actually what gives your art a little character. Sure. And the uniqueness, maybe right. that's part of your style. And so instead of resisting so much of something and making this built-in tension and frustration, where are the places that you can embrace your mess? And mm -hmm. so I really needed to, to understand that. And once I did that, that also unlocked some things for me to be free to play and explore and go, I'm going to try something today. And because I'm on this daily art-making journey, if, I do, if what I do today really tanks, it's horrible, it's okay because tomorrow right. is a new day right. and it's a new project. Right. That's so good. So fast forward to the tape now, I mean, you know, cause we're on the thriving Christian artist podcast, right? So everybody wants to know yeah. what does, <laughs> what does life look like? What does it mean to really thrive for you? Just kind of give everybody a snapshot. Now, what are your days look like from a, a business perspective? If you're comfortable sharing that, what are, you know, how are you making money as an artist? How are you supporting yourself now? And um, because I think like a lot of us, we're all into, multiple streams of income and having multiple streams come into our life so that if anyone dries up, we're not, we're not totally uh, tanked here. So um, what does that look like for you? And um, just any, anything that you've learned in regards to building sure. that over the years? Yeah. Yes. Um, and you're right. It is, it is the multiple income streams approach, um, which I, I learned earlier on that that's the wise thing to do. Um, right. And also because I have multiple interests, it, it made sense to me. It felt like a fit. Yeah. Whereas other points in my life, I had felt like those multiple interests were battling each other. They were mm. plates I was trying to spin. And I was like, Oh, if I'm giving attention to this over here, then I, uh, now I got to go over here. Oh, you know, and where, when I understood, no, that's actually all parts of me. It's just different expressions. Mm. 
and those things, some of those things are monetized and some of them are not, that's okay. Uh, right. Then all and of a sudden everything different has seasons, a, right? Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Different seasons. Yeah. So like right now I don't play guitar like I used to, I don't lead worship. I don't do things like that. Does that mean that's any less part of me or important? No, not at all. And, and if anything, I'm trying to have that be a part of my personal and private life. Um, because that's still something that gives me life and it's a way for sure. me to connect with God that's intimate. <clears throat> so I think making allowance for those different things, uh, giving yourself grace, understanding that just because you really enjoy something, really love something doesn't mean that you should shackle it with a, a monetization because uh, you might actually end up smothering it or killing it. Yeah. Um, and figuring out like, you know, so for me, Graphic design is still a bulk of my income because I think it's the most readily understood skill uh, for me with people and also the one I've been at longest. And so if people specifically need logos or uh, branding materials, you know, marketing materials, those kind of things, um, being my experience and my background and again, my years of doing it, um, that's been really a a big part of my income. Uh, From there, you know, I've had seasons where like just the beginning of this year, I had to close the door on a couple of things that I was doing, not necessarily like slam it shut, but I was focusing a lot on pet portraits in years mm-hmm. past and uh, actually had done some yoga art, um, which is kind of another side story because you wouldn't look at me and go like, he's the yoga guy. That's weird. Okay. <laughs> it is weird. But, uh, <laughs> um, but I was doing some of these things and that was part of my narrative that I was putting out to people of what I do. And I just really felt like this year it was, that's coming to a close and there's a little bit of a pivot. And so part of the pivot is for me now looking to do some uh, editorial illustration. And so getting back into some magazine work that I used to do on graphic design side, now trying to be on the other side where I'm the artist who is sending the postcards and trying to get in touch with art directors and editors and go, Hey, here's my work. I would love to work with you with this article or whatever your needs are. And so there's always this point at which you're assessing what you have going on. Where is it going? What's the season like you talked about? Um, And so that's something that is, is new uh, and is still happening and still unfolding, even as we're speaking of me gathering the, the list of people to contact and all that kind of stuff. Um, not to say I don't do pet portraits anymore, like I said, but, um, it's just not my emphasis. Sure. Um, and so also live event sketching, I really felt like God was saying, this is the year to double down on that, which is kind of ironic because, (laughs) you know, we're in a (laughs) state of lockdown right now. There are no live events happening. And the last event I was able to sketch was your event. Yeah. And so I really felt though, God saying, you know, my promises don't change regardless of how the market may change or how world events may change. When I say something, when I give a promise, it's outside that. And so you can either choose to trust me and believe that and lean into that. Or you could think, well, these are the situations that I see around me and I'm going to go with those. Um, And so for me, obviously I can't do live events right now, but I said, well, what can I do with that? So pivoting a little bit in this season right now that we're in going, Maybe you're having an online event. And so <clears throat> I can still offer that sketch service, but just doing it remotely and sure. you know, still telling the story of what's happening in your online event. Or 
offering it to authors and podcasters and speakers and saying, here's a sketch quote uh, package that I can do for you. Um, and so sometimes you need to figure out how to pivot even slightly given other circumstances that arise. Um, yeah. And so it may open up avenues for you that you didn't know were there. Um, I think it's important to get into that mindset of look for opportunity. Uh, what does this make possible? Mm. Uh, not, there are so many can'ts right now. Well, I'm not going to focus on the can'ts. I'm going to focus on what can I do? Sure. Um, and so doing that, like I said, in real time in my business, you know, those are some examples. Uh, and then, you know, beyond that, it's also sometimes people commission me to do some other artwork. Um, and that could be a variety of different things. Um, and then I had also started getting into speaking. And again, once again, <laughs> there's no live events, <laughs> but how do I show up? So I'm showing up right now and it's not necessarily um, bringing income, but continuing with my podcast and right. having conversations and being the person that I know God has called me to be, regardless of if it's the opportunity that I think or would desire it to be, I want to be faithful for what's before me. And when this is in high, you know, this is behind us and cause it will be at some point, then there'll be other opportunities and there'll be another pivot thing that happens and a new maybe set of realities that we need to deal with. And so it's getting comfortable with being nimble, listening, and like you talk about all the time, Matt, you talk about partnering with the Holy Spirit and saying, yeah. you know what the plan is. You know right. <laughs> where the people are. You know everything. I have a very limited view. And so I want right. to partner with you and you guide me. Right. You open the opportunity. I'm, just, uh, I'm agreeing to show up, right? <laughs> with everything I've got. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. You know, I'm just thinking so many that are listening right now, maybe they feel like they're on day one or day 10 or early in their journey or midway in their journey. And that frustration of, am I good enough? Can I really see this happen? Is this the right economy for, for all this? And I just hear you saying, keep going, keep trusting, keep showing up every day. Anything else you would say to somebody that's in that situation that's just, that wants to get to the place where they've got multiple streams of income, wants to get to the place where they're not just doing things because they can, but really because it's God's design on their life. How would you encourage them today, Mike? Yeah. Uh, I mean, quite honestly, I think it's just putting in the time and the work, mm. showing up consistently. We, we, yeah. I think we undervalue that so much. Oh, like yeah. We understand it mentally in terms of like going to the gym or something like that. Like we're like, oh yeah, of course. Well, if you go enough times, you're going to lose some weight. You're going to build some muscle, et cetera, et cetera. Not that I know anything about that personally, <laughs> but you know, uh, you know, well, I've heard theory, a lot of people right? talk about this. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. But we understand that conceptually, right? But I think there's a disconnect that happens with us where we think there really needs to be some monumental, uh, you know, event that happens or some parting of the sky where all of a sudden there's this, you know, huge leap. But in reality, it's showing up every day, whether people see it or not. It's showing up every day, whether you feel like it or not. Um, it's that daily creative habit. And that's exactly what it is when I talk about in terms yeah. of in the beginning, especially, it's really more about you developing the habit than it is you actually developing the work. Because once you develop the habit, that starts to do the heavy lifting. You have momentum. Sorry you know when you're showing up, you know where your supplies are, you have ideas of what to do. Like all these things start to take over 
whereas if you do things in kind of fits and spurts, you find yourself flirting with your art where you're like, mm. well, I have this idea and I think it would be great. And, you know, if I have time or, you know, maybe later or whatever. And then what happens is if we happen to find ourselves, find, I say, or, you know, because really we need to make time. But if we, if we find ourselves with the time, we spend so much of that trying to dig out our supplies or mm. we're, we're thinking like, oh, now I have to come up with a concept in the middle of this and I'm, I'm staring at the blank page and, and it's taunting me. And all these things that, that we didn't prepare for it. And so when you show up every day, it's preparing for it. It's, it's doing the work today. It's allowing yourself to play and experiment, have fun and let things develop because you can't just jump to the end or the middle of a story. You need to follow it. You need to see how it moves and breathes and where it goes. And it, it's continual. There is no end, so to speak. Right. You know, um, <laughs> it's, it's, even today, this day, it's taught me the value of being able to adapt and continuing to show up. You know, earlier on in my life, the first part of my life, I was exercising creativity, but quite honestly, I wasn't taking ownership over my own creativity. I was being a passenger in my own life, so to speak. I was letting other people determine, maybe not necessarily where my path was to a certain degree, but like certain choices that I really should have been more active in. I wasn't. And it was because I didn't see the value in myself. I didn't have that sense really of true identity, um, which is huge. And so I, I didn't show up like that. And it wasn't until going through that difficult time that it in, in, enforced that in me of, no, this is what we need to do. And then being careful that you don't slip into do mode, which, right. you know, you talk about all the time too, Matt, you know, and, and, the importance of mindset. And um, that's the thing, you know, I've really appreciated about the, the mentor program is mm. that heart and mind stuff, renewing the mind, realizing yeah. like it's not all on me. And doing. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, absolutely. I just think it's such a gift for us as creatives when we can see the Lord heal our heart and mind and we can actively participate in renewing that and then understand at the same time, this gift of entrepreneurship because when those two things come together really it's unlimited i mean what god can do through you when when you're the one driving with a holy spirit leading you when you're the it's your business no idea is off the table no dream is too big you know none of that and, and i know you and i are both passionate about that but it starts with showing up every day and taking responsibility for that and i'm just so encouraged by talking to you mike i know others uh are going to be as well as they're listening to this conversation. So where's the best place they can get in touch with you? And I, first of all, I just want to say, make sure you listen to Mike's podcast. So tell us about the podcast and then tell us where we can find you online. And uh, especially yeah. if somebody does have a live event coming up or something, uh, you've done that for us. Excellent, excellent work. And um, I'll give you my highest recommendation right now on the podcast. So <laughs> Thank you. Everybody go hire Mike to do this. But anyway, tell us where to get in touch with you. Sure. Yeah, as far as the podcast, it's called Creative Chats, and uh, you can find it, you know, wherever you stream your podcasts, uh, whatever your platform is of choice, whether it's Apple or whatever, or you can go to creativechats.me, M-E, and uh, that's a page on my website that has uh, audio player, video player, whatever, right there, so you can listen in. Um, it's half interview and then half kind of monologue type thing. Cool. Um, so, yeah, I just talk about 
what does creativity look like in people's journeys and stories? Um, and then as far as uh, where you can find out more about me, my website, mikebrennan.me, M-E. Uh, you can go there and then find all the various things that I'm involved with. Uh, there's links out to my graphic design and my event sketching, which is eventsketches.com. Um, and so all the links to social media, I'm at Mike Bone on Instagram. I always post, I'm still in my, like I said, my daily drawing or painting. I'm still in that. And so I post every single day. I'm over there on Instagram, I'm at Mike Bone. Feel free to reach out, say hi. I always love connecting with people. Good stuff. Well, what a joy to have you on today. And um, like I said, guys, be sure to check out the podcast and his website and all the, all the great things that he's got going on. So Mike, thanks for being on the podcast today. Thank you, Matt. I appreciate it. Hey, thanks so much for spending a few minutes with me today on the podcast. Listen, I hope it's been a huge encouragement to you on your journey as an artist. Hey, also, before you leave, make sure to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss any of the other episodes of the Thriving Christian Artist Podcast. And also, be sure to connect with me on Facebook, Instagram, or at my website, which is matttommymentoring.com. Until next time, remember, you were created to thrive. Bye-bye.